Hi, welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Underground Podcast, August 31, 2015. This is episode 268, and I am Chris Bevelo, EVP at Revive Health. With me today are... Jackie Olson, Traffic Manager with Revive Health. And Chris Boyer, SVP at Revive Health. Howdy, everybody. Hello. Howdy. How are you all? Good. Pretty good for a Monday. Yeah, we're recording Pretty this good on for a Monday. Monday. Yeah. I know, yeah. we're behind That's the times. Odd. <laughs> Oh no, it's n- not a good Monday. My coffee maker broke this morning. Oh, that's right. Oh, what happened? It just didn't turn on. I it had didn't a, turn I, on I at all. I had a sheer moment of panic. <laughs> is it is it an old coffee maker? No, it's actually relatively new. So I was very disappointed. I think we go through coffee makers about once every two years, and that is no joke. They make those things to last like two years, and then they just stop working. Yeah, I think just, that's fair. Just stopped working. It's we, terrible. We do the Keurig though, because we only have like a cup of morning. But that's pooped out on us already, though, too. So same Really? Thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's supposed to be parts. high level. Aren't those expensive? Yeah, like 200 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of expensive for a coffee maker. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of expensive, Jackie. <laughs> $200 for a coffee maker? I think that's what they go wow. for. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Well, I know some people that have invested you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars. Or hundreds of thousands? Well, hundreds and thousands. <laughs> oh. Not of thousands. Well, <laughs> those, maybe those espresso machines are super yeah. expensive, like three grand. Who needs that? Like someone that actually works know, at Revive someone. Health, Mr. Willis, oh. actually has he put in a, a specific line into his in a coffee maker because he's so much into coffee. Wow! Like I don't know if it's a voltage line or a, a water line. Oh, I like, no a, like a two ten or yeah, something. Whatever yeah. it takes. He got it from <laughs> Italy, so two twenty. Kudos to him for being a coffee geek. Coffee a coffee connoisseur? connoisseur. Connoisseur, right. You're a aficionado foodie? is what I was going for. You're a foodie, you're a wino, and then what are you if you're... <laughs> Those two can't be the same. <laughs> I don't what think do being mean? a wino is equal to being a foodie. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. It means you're into wine. It does not it mean, mean you're into wine. And foodie means you're into food. <laughs> <laughs> do you really think that? Yeah, that's where I go with it. <laughs> wow. Isn't that what a well, wino you, is, though? Someone no. who's like super A wino is a drunk on the street. <laughs> Like a hobo who's drunk on the street, Why right? Am I wrong? Yes. A wino yeah, you're completely wrong street. about that. <laughs> you don't want to be saying, oh, you're a wino. That's great. I'm going to change the meaning, though. Wouldn't that be a good thing for someone well, who's you're super good luck into with wine? That. I make up words all the time. You guys know this. No, that okay. word's well, already make made one up. up for That's people the problem. That are, well, I'm changing the meaning of words. <laughs> well, make up one for people that are really into beer, too. That'd That's be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we could call those people heroin addicts. Beer. Let's change the meaning. I think we should change the meaning of heroin why, addict why was I to meet so, somebody who's a beer aficionado. Why was I so led astray on that word? <laughs> I don't I know. I wonder who did that. Somebody's still laughing about it, though, So somewhere. I shouldn't call wine connoisseurs uh, wine. No. There's sommeliers. That's maybe like a... But that's a like sommelier a, is somebody who understands and, and studies who, like, wine. Studies yeah. it and like works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or wino. And is it sommelier? Is that how you pronounce wino. it? Sommelier. Sommelier. Probably. I'm probably doing everything wrong. Okay. I'm just like... Taking a crap That's okay. On there's a um, there's a movie out, and I'll never remember the name of it, but it shows it's a documentary about people who study to become um, master. Psalm. A master psalm. It's, that's what it's called. Is it called psalm? Have you seen that? Yeah. It's insane. Is what it they good? do. It's it cool? very good, and it's crazy what they have to know. They have to memorize hundreds of thousands of facts. Hmm. It's just incredible, and they spend like their whole life trying to apply for it because only a few people get it 
Wow, it's really yeah. good. When I know you're a you're a fan of wine, you are a connoisseur. Yeah. You're a wino, Chris. <laughs> Many people have called me that. Oh, I love that. So, is this something that you would aspire to be? To be like no, a gosh, no. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds horrible because you can't really enjoy it anymore when you study it so much. I think they do enjoy it quite a bit. Really? Yes, they do. Um, but that's just way too much mm. anal return of detail work. I wouldn't want part of that. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> let's let's see. Oh my gosh, we have a long list of speaking um, events. We do. So we should also note that um, one, we've got a new paper out on personalized marketing. Yes, we do. Which you can go to revivehealthpm.com. Thank you, and you can download it to download that for free. Free. Uh, we have the Joe Public. No, what's it called? Our digital audit, digital which audit. is available at, we don't know the URL because we're terrible. Thinkrevivehealth.com, or I think it's uh, thinkrevivehealth.com slash audit will get you there. Okay, thank you, because I knew there mm-hmm. was a there was one. Mm-hmm. So there's some resources for you. Um, speaking, lots of speaking coming up. So mm-hmm. both Chris and I, as well as Nicole Mraz and... Malia Rising and Megan Pruce are all going to be attending the Joe Public Retreat. Unfortunately, that is sold out. Oh, wah, 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 wah. Mm-hmm. But that is people. September 9th through 11th. We are uh, in the midst of planning the next one, which will be in February of 2016. So if you miss this one, you get a chance to go to the next one. Do we well, know where the next one is? Uh, not yet. We're finalizing that. We'll have information out soon. Cool. I, I'm really leveraging for like the Pacific, the South Pacific area. South Pacific. I don't Fiji. know. Fiji. Fiji. <laughs> yeah. The Virgin Fiji. Islands, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the South Pacific, but oh, we could go there too. Where the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We can go to the South. How about we, the Mediterranean? Can we go to the Mediterranean? The <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go through these in order mm-hmm. of date. Um, August 8th, I will be speaking at the Arkansas Hospital Association's annual meeting. Uh, October 13th through 15th. Do you know which date that is specifically, Chris Bohr? You're speaking at the Senior Care Marketing Sales Summit in Chicago. That's right. I'm actually speaking on the, the 14th. On the 14th? The day of the 14th. Perfect. Along with Brandon Edwards, the CEO of awesome. Live Health. Uh, I will be doing the opening keynote at the Modern Healthcare Annual Strategic Marketing Conference, also nice. in Chicago. That's October 29th. Speaking at the Mississippi Hospital Association Society for Healthcare Marketing and PR Society. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. Um, I think the society on the end is extra. That'll be either November 5th or 6th at their annual conference. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our summit. Mm-hmm which is focused on provider, payer-provider negotiations and managed care issues, mm-hmm. which is in Laguna Beach on November 9th mm-hmm. through 11th. We're still taking registrations for that. So right. go to our website. Right. That's big and bold on the homepage. And then finally, I'm speaking uh, at the Healthcare Internet Conference in Orlando on Wednesday, November 11th. Hey, I can add another one in there. I'm Two. speaking at the Utah Hospital Association nice. on October 1st. You gotta get that in there. Yeah, we gotta put that up there. Up in Park City, Utah, beautiful area. Nice. You guys get around. I know. And then yeah. uh, there's one other one that um, I don't have the formal date yet for, but it will be in Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, fun! In November. <laughs> oh, burr. <laughs> so that's I a private Fargo. one, though, right? That's a private. Yeah, one. that one you can't announce. You can announce that you're going there. You can't announce who I just it's for. I wanted to bring up the fact I'm going to Fargo, North Dakota <laughs> in November. You'll like Fargo. But that's it's nothing. Cute. November's nothing. Okay, good. November 7th. 
Okay. So let's see. We got a couple good ones to dive into today. Um, The first one's related to brand journalism. And I will try not to be snarky on this podcast because there's a couple of really good opportunities to be snarky. Um, And I will try my best. Now, I've lost... I've lost what this is. I haven't. I've got. Okay. (laughs) So this is a, this is a story from hospitals and health networks dated, uh, August 11, 2015. So keep that in mind. And they're they're part of the American hospital association. They're like the reporting arm of the American hospital association. I don't think they are. Are they? Yeah, they are. They are. You're right. They're the technology side of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. More hospitals add news reporting to better connect with the community. So without using the words brand journalism, they are describing brand journalism. That's right. And they're describing it as an emerging trend, which is, um, or a growing trend, which is kind of a, this is where I won't get snarky. <laughs> Not a news story. Let's put it that way, right? What, co- what stood out to you guys about this story? I have some thoughts about um, brand, journalism, brand journalism overall, but. Mm-hmm. What stood out about Crickets. it? What, make it? what makes it Is awesome? Is there anything in here that's surprising or interesting? Because certainly oh. the idea that that um, hospitals are adding news reporting is mm-hmm. not new. No. But no. The, it, to me, it was that they're doing it seemingly more frequently. And they have, like, what did they say? Like, essentially, people on staff full-time who are cranking out stories per day. Mm-hmm. Which is not new. That's not I think necessary. more of okay. them doing that is, it's not new, it's just growing. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, it says more hospitals add news reporting. It's not like, hey, newsflash, hospitals are adding news reporting. Right. It's just an interesting story because it's like, what's the... There's nothing really that jumped out at me. But when I, uh, um, you know, I think that it's it's just reiterating stuff that we know everywhere. People are doing this. Mm-hmm. Hospitals are hiring a lot of news former news journalists to come join them. And um, people are, you know, there's a movement in content content strategies, content marketing, so to speak, around this concept of brand journalism. I thought it was interesting that this is seems like it was from four or five years ago. Like this is like an <laughs> yeah, older totally. article, but it was just recently published. Yeah. You know, by the um by this group. So Well it was kinda cool to see the different um healthcare websites that are doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean they have links in the article to you know mm-hmm. Showing how it's done well. Most hospitals and health systems are doing this, I would say. That's right. I would say almost everyone we run into is doing it or planning on doing it. Most are doing it at some level. They they talk sometimes about doing it on a blog. They talk sometimes about doing it through social media. But the whole point is that they're talking about this as like, you know, this is something that they're doing, right, Um, Mm -hmm. on a a regular basis. And they're publishing very frequently, which everyone's kind of doing right <laughs> everyone's kind of doing so let's talk about that because i think that's a problem that's a problem we've been talking right. more and more about that um and i'm going to i'm going to go let's take a time machine let's get climb in the time machine okay what's that from that's from that's from wayne's world that's right that's right nice <laughs> let's go to june 22 2010 a nice half decade ago um where, Bor, you and I were actually doing a lot of talking and speaking about wellness at the time. Yes. Um, we had done Fit for 50 right around mm-hmm. that time. And so I'd written a lot, and the first Joe Public book talks a lot about wellness. Um, but really, you can take what that is about and expand it to health education, wellness, brand journalism, all that kind of stuff. Um, and here's what I wrote. The good news is that we're seeing more hospitals and health systems attempt to build a brand on a position of health and wellness. So again... 
this is five years ago, right? <laughs> the bad news is that if you're not one of those organizations, you may be left behind. You see that the Achilles heel of wellness is a brand position. Anyone can claim it. Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge here is that because we just said everybody's doing this um, from a brand journalism standpoint, it's really going to dilute the impact of it over time. Right. And you've got some organizations like Mayo Clinic, like Cleveland Clinic, that have been doing this for a while and doing it at a whole nother level. Right. Uh, so much to the point that they are um, they're often the one of the top you know results when you Google something. Uh, sometimes you see Mayo Clinic. I can't remember what the name of that box is on the right when you Google something. There's a name for it. We actually did a podcast on it. Oh, um, that's right. But, sometimes yeah. Mayo Clinic shows up in that box, right. their definition of something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, though I think it's the Institutes, National Institutes of Health that's the official supplier of content to that. But anyway, um, the more people do something, the less powerful it will be for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got some organizations, again, like Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Clinic, that will probably stay out ahead of this because not only have they been doing it and doing it well, uh, but they have those brands behind it. Right. So if you're a journalist or a consumer, you're much more likely to pay attention to a story from one of those mm-hmm. organizations than from mm-hmm. your local hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's it's going to be impossible for the local hospital to catch up with that. Right? And they've been doing it for years. Right. right. So in technical SEO terms, it's, they have the page rank, right? They have... That the basically they've developed um, the trust within Google and the search engines that they're going to always appear at the top. I mean, mm-hmm. even if they're publishing new content, they, the site itself is preferred. So that's they kind of have an advantage, oh, right, totally. over everybody else. Right. Um, and organizations have been doing it for a while have have been doing this. I think the 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 challenge here too is that many of many times when they go in, when hospitals go into this. They're not really writing stuff that's unique to them, right? They're right. they're doing that's stuff like newsjacking, hijacking, you know, the latest stories. Maybe writing something, maybe adding just a little bit to tie it to their health systems. But it's really it just seems more advantageous what they're doing, and and keeping it very generic because they want to be known as sort of a you know the well health and wellness news source. Mm-hmm. But so does everybody else. Yes, right? and right. I'm, I don't know how many you know like heart healthy recipe stories that <laughs> the world can actually absorb before it just implodes. Right. Right. I mean, and, and listen, I'm, <laughs> so I true. was one of the, I'm not going to say first, but we went out there in a big way talking about wellness as a way to build your brand. But you always had that caveat, like if you're going to do this, you need to do it big. You need to be out there first because mm-hmm. anybody can do this. Right. And now everybody is. So I don't know. Um, it's not that you shouldn't do it anymore. It's just, it's going to be really difficult for this to actually help you build your brand. It's, it's, it's impact is going to be lessened every day. And this is where we talk about horizontal versus vertical um, kind of strategies. Brand journalism is a horizontal strategy. So uh, it's much like participating in social media. It's something you need to do all the time, mm-hmm. um, like having an online library. You have that all the time. But usually those are foundational. They're not the kind of things that are going to set you ahead um, in a, in a competitive way, in a differentiated right. way. You take content marketing vertical and you do something big and bold like Stories of the Girls, which is a form of brand journalism combined with an actual marketing theme, packaging, all mm-hmm, that. Right. Now you can start standing out. And you're, you're kind of back to trying to compete with people like you used to around just promotional advertising. And now you're doing that with content marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I, I know everybody's got success stories. 
Um, it's really interesting. We should we should catalog those because mm-hmm. we talk to different hospitals that all point to like one story mm-hmm. that they say, "Wow, we got you know huge Facebook views on this and likes on right. this," and and sometimes they're weird stories. That's usually right what it is, right? Chiggers. I remember one was at, at a conference was talking about chiggers was like the big one, right? Do you right. know what those are, Jackie? Yes, we like. A sand bug or something? Isn't yeah, well, they're yeah. like, yeah, they're like bugs. But yeah, they're in so grass. They're in grass, Instead right? Of, oh, okay. they're chigger bites was the, really the big bad. one that they had. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, and that's, one in the Southwest that was about um, rattlesnake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bites. Interesting. And, well, you know, others around like storm preparedness. But the point is, though, it's like, you know, those are, it's those, those, they're unique store or it's interesting that they get so much attention mm-hmm. but i think that the overall point that we're trying to get at is is developing a content strategy that's going to allow you to do that and sure. allow you to be kind of broad and horizontal but also get very vertical where it matters mm-hmm. um it, there's nothing wrong with with doing news stories like this because it does people do like it they read it they're interested in that and you may catch something you know right. that, that gets people's attention but then how does that serve your overall organizational goals and that I think that's the one thing that's missing right Mm -hmm. and I and I'm not here to pick on news journalists but news journalists tend to be very much there they live for the next day right the next news cycle they're trying to find the most recent things and the discipline of doing this like very opportunistic very much what's in the story today what can we get online so that it hits the headlines and maybe the news will pick it up by five o'clock tonight that's kind of the mentality behind a lot of this work that they're doing around brand journalism right and that's you know that that is very short serving right Mm -hmm. unless you start to look at it in a broader context right so i mean i think to your point in this article they reference a day in the life of kane which is about a police dog that visits the hospital that got a lot of likes yeah for a hospital Mm -hmm. yeah that's a human interest story right right it's very different than yeah you guys are talking about it is interesting though to, to think that like human interest stories with hospitals like can you think of a font of human interest stories you know that's greater than a hospital i mean they have human interest stories every day walking that's in a good there point. and walk back out well, right a lot of There's non-profit just no shortage. and stuff right but i mean you're right i mean that's i mean there's just plenty to choose from but that's right. i mean they start to blend together as a problem so mm-hmm. okay so brain journalism it's going to be it's still important but losing its power that's that's our take on it not everybody agrees with that obviously okay so here's another one that um i don't know how to take on this one because i i want to play more with like the blink baitiness of this okay we can do that so it says u.s healthcare ranked dead last compared to 10 other countries now this is from a year ago um and again not news i don't think that's news um it's not news that our health system is the most expensive by most measures, but not the best by both measures. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, when you first said this to me, you left out the 10 countries. Right. And so I was like, what? It, I thought the story was 10 healthcare or U.S. healthcare ranked dead last in the world. I'm like, that, that's not possible. <laughs> but then it's like healthcare ranked dead last compared to 10 other countries. And there are what, 168 countries in the world. So it's kind of a, a link bait to say you're, you've ranked dead last. Yeah, that's yeah. like saying of all the football teams in the country, Wisconsin, you've ranked dead last in the top ten. <laughs> you're terrible, right? <laughs> would you? Would, would anybody ever go? Oh my gosh, we're dead last in the top ten. Yeah, that's, that's a bad. Really, that's a really good point. <laughs> dead last because the they 10, have yeah. clearly cherry picked yeah, yeah. the top ten, right? I mean, 
as we were going through this, I was listing off who I thought it would be, and it's pretty much what's in here. Scandinavian companies, our countries, and Western European countries. Mm-hmm. And totally. Canada. And Canada. Right? Yeah. So, so I think it's interesting that... Um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that they that they have to blow it out of proportion like that. There's yeah, no need to. Say it to. that way, right? Right. If it would be worse, actually, it would be worse for most intelligent people is if you actually showed our actual rank among all countries, because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be 11, or this shows 11. Um, we probably wouldn't be 11. What would it be? I don't know. It's, it'd probably be worse. I bet you can find it. Google somewhere, and I bet it's not. You know, because again, you're comparing us to the best in terms of of a number of things right quality access efficiency equity mm-hmm. yeah this yeah what are the equity healthy lives blah 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 yeah um yeah i mean i, I think you're right chris and there is uh, this certainly is link baited what i found to be interesting about this too and i i surfaced this is that this is making like recently in, in some of the channels i follow on twitter where i usually get up-to-date health information. This was like having a resurgence. Like people were talking about this, like tweeting this. This story? Really? This story. Why? This very story. Can you I figure know, out why? I don't know why. I mean, I think that it's it goes back to your whole link bait idea, right? I think that just having this like headline that's so controversial, ranked dead last, you know, I think it really <laughs> speaks to the fact that Sometimes news cycles and uh, are very much focused on that, on like older stories, and uh, that at least have this like kind of this this kind of um, controversy to it. And I, I'm not really sure. I mean, it was it was just making the rounds. I just clicked on it. I was like, huh, interesting. I kind of threw it out there as sort of a gag. I just was like, hey, look at this, you know. But I think it's interesting that they're inc- that that we're talking about it because we're not talking about it for the findings, right? Because mm-hmm. certainly, whatever you can argue the findings, you can measure in a million different ways, and you know, you know how we feel about ranking things anyway, right? And awards and who's in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can—it's how you slice and dice the, the data. To me, the big point here is that um, you know when you when you an organization like Forbes, which is like a, a reputable health news yeah. organization, can jump on the bandwagon and do something. This article is what all of what three hundred words. Yeah, it's yes, short. Maybe. Long. You know, and it's just like, it just seems like it's pure link bait. And sure enough, there are 24 comments on the story. And did you look at some of those comments, Chris? I did not. Are they saying the same thing that we're saying? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and then and the author, too, kind of tries to jump in on some of these. But there's one guy or a couple of people that are just, you know, just going on and on and trying to really make. They actually, in some of the comments, they write more um, than, than the actual story is. They, there's more words in it. You know, some guys are like critiquing about, well, I'm in this country and it's really that bad. And they kind of go into the, all the, the, the details of their, their country. But anyway, that very end, the author writes anecdotal comments at best, right? Or an- anecdotal, what did, wait, I just lost it now. It just jumped <laughs> off the page. Um, but he was like, oh, all, those are all anecdotal stories. And he was, and I was thinking, well, this is kind of an anecdotal story too that you're telling, you know, that you're listing. I mean, you know, to a certain extent. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Chris? Yeah, the the comments are, you know, play that drinking game is how quickly does it go to politics, and this is three comments. Three, yeah. Oh, <laughs> if you don't include the author, it's two. Um, so apparently he's being called out for <laughs> for supporting Obama, and Obama spelled O-W-E. <laughs> <laughs> CF nice. is a well known what's CF 
or Commonwealth Fund is a well-known front for Obama's kind. Wow, <laughs> it agrees with Obama. What a coincidence. Um, it's, it's just like this, is, this goes back to what we've talked about before, that you cannot convince people with statistics and facts. Mm-hmm. Because when people have a point of view, they will interpret things their way. They will dismiss things that, they, that don't fit their worldview. It's really difficult. So if you believe that our healthcare system is awesome, yeah. none of this is going to matter to mm-hmm. you because it's, it's not about the healthcare system. It's about your point of view on the world. Right. That's so true. So link baiting won't even help. Actually, it hurts. Like if your point is to convince people that we're really in bad shape, link baiting, all it does is just give them fodder for saying you're just exaggerating. I'm not even going to pay attention to you. Right. Ranked dead last against 10 other countries. <laughs> I, I was, I, awesome. I'm kind of, this is Forbes who published this, right? And I was, I'm just, I took some time to look through just Forbes in general, which is a, as a news. As a Forbes mag- is fairly conservative as a right. business magazine. Yeah. But let me, let me read yeah. to you some of the headlines from their business section. Are you ready? The world's highest paid DJs in 2015. That's an article that they wrote. Top selling points for I American bet, wait, can car you name? I, I think I can name. Oh, the highest paid DJs? Yep. Okay, Name go one. ahead. Um, the guy, DJ Jazzy Jeff. No, Skrillex. The guy who's <laughs> dating. Um, who is he dating? Taylor Swift. Yes. Don't tell me who's. Uh, I know it. Um, Summer. Oh wait, what's the? <laughs> what is his name? Do you know it, Megan? David Guetta. No, no, it's. Um, Oh, I can't think of it. Calvin Sorry, Harris. Radio. What? Calvin, Calvin Harris. Harris. Oh. Is he on the list? He's number one. Is Skrillex on the list? Sixty-six million. Is Skrillex a DJ? Yeah. Skrillex uh, is a DJ. Yeah, Skrillex is number four. Twenty-four See, I got million. Two if you count Calvin Harris, you got to give me Calvin Harris. Was Could, mine on there? No. What, what was yours? DJ Jazzy Jeff. No, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> He's a wino. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff is a total wino. Um, no, David Guetta. David Guetta. Hold on a second here. He's got to be. That's right. He's a DJ, isn't he? That's. And there's a dude with one name who I've read about in Business Week. What? Tiesto? T- yes. Tiesto is there. He's number three at $36 million. Who's a number two? DJ. Okay. Um, number two is David Guetta. That's who I said. That's who she just That's said. That's right. Guetta. I know. Well, I don't know. How do you pronounce his last name? Guetta. Guetta. Yeah. He's number two at $37 million. So. That's all I got. And Steve Aoki, I think, is the only one we haven't talked about. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. The I love I love bu- buying Skrillex brand pots and pans. <laughs> <Skrillex>. <laughs> they don't stick, and they last a long time. Skrillex. <laughs> does that make you think of that? Like a frying pan? Why does it make Skrillex. me think of that? <laughs> it does know. totally. I never went there with that, but I think it's like Pyrex or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it totally no makes stick. me think you of like a frying any, pan. You don't need any butter. You can Skr- fry your eggs on the right on the Skrillex nonstick pans. Skrillex brand nonstick pans. You want to get funky? With here's, your an, eggs. here's another title. I played exploding kittens and saw many many wondrous things. This is Forbes magazine. That is kind online. of yeah, well. They've tried to loosen up a bit. They're well. They're going. They're going. And 2015's best diet pills. And then the last one, which is kind of a segue to the last thing, I think we want to talk about. Until Dawn is the most terrifying video game you want oh, to make. Until Dawn. So speaking of... Um, Which is a zombie game. Zombies, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yep, sorry. You're not a Walking <laughs> Dead fan, are you? 
I have not watched it. That, that's probably the type of show that would keep me up at night. So I just don't want to No, it's not. I thought I Am Legend was super scary. So it I is. Probably Walking Dead's not that scary. Okay. It's less of the jump out at you scary. There's a little bit of that sometimes. Okay. It's more of just the carnage and the overall depression of these people living with no hope. Oh, that sounds lovely too. That'd yeah. Make, it's, that'd make me sleep well too. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so the um, prequel just started last night. Mm-hmm. So those of us who watch Walking Dead are very excited to watch Fear of the Walking Dead. Very exciting. So this Walking Dead original is done and this is... No, it's not done. Oh. No. Walking Dead is the is the most popular cable show of all time. It's also ranks higher than NCIS and some other super popular show on broadcast. Really? Yeah. It's it's massive. AMC? It's, yep. Is that what it's on? Its viewership okay. is massive. So this is the prequel. This shows you what happened when... The zombie apocalypse first started. And the in first show happened and you liked it? Yeah, it was really good. It was oh. good. Yeah, it was a good show. I just don't know how they're going to like th- how they make a whole series out of this. Well, because I, like I, the I first understand. night, the zombies are already starting. The first I episode. understand it's only like an eight episode series. It's six to or start six or and then there's a whole season coming after yeah. it. Um, but I, I just don't understand. And some people are like, come on, you're not getting the zombies quick enough. I'm like, No. Otherwise, it's just going to turn right into the other show. It needs to take this. Like, mm-hmm. I could see them doing a sh- like an hour a show, almost mm-hmm. like a 24 kind of thing. Because otherwise, it's going to be over. Done in three episodes? <laughs> yeah. The way it's going right now, I mean, it might take this first six parts for it to become like a full-fledged deal. Mm-hmm. But even then, I don't know. But it's set in Los Angeles, so it's a lot different. It is. So. It is. But that, I mean, how much different can it really be? Well, the it's the it's day, great. Yeah. This this shooting is the f- cinematography is really cool. Yeah. Though I understand mm-hmm. that they did that for the first two episodes and then they moved to Vancouver to do the rest of the filming because it was cheaper and you can totally tell the difference. Really? Like do you no longer get the LA landscapes <laughs> and the highways and all that. It's all close tight in. No. That could be anywhere. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. That's Weird. too bad. Mm, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend. Well, I just started on like seven years after it was cool. Started watching Game of Thrones, so oh wow, Jackie, how far are you? We're only my husband and I are only three episodes in. Yeah, but I don't know. That's also one of those shows that really like. I mean, I go to bed at night and I think about it, and I don't need shows like that in my life. I don't think because it's too violent or Breaking Bad was the same thing. It totally got in my head. You know, where you just kind of like start to. Are you stressed? Know, you are you scared? Are you what? What's what's keeping you? I up? don't know. Like they're just they're just like really heavy shows. It's like you know. It's Maybe like you shouldn't it watch it right movie. before you go to bed. Yeah, well, that's that's about the only window of time I got. <laughs> 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 so, anyways, I'm enjoying it, but it's it's intense. I mean, that's fair to say, isn't it? Breaking Bad was intense. Yeah, they're both yeah. very intense. Right. Yeah, Walking Dead's very intense. Is True Detective as intense? Um, first season of True Detective is was artistry magnificent probably my top 10 of all tv shows the second season was not well done oh really i feel like i've heard that so watch the first season first because you won't give the first season a try if you watch the second season you don't need to know the first season to watch the second one because it's an anthology so it just starts all over okay but it's it's almost laughable not almost we laughed multiple times in a drama where you're not supposed to laugh (laughs) because the dialogue was so (laughs) ridiculous or the acting was so bad yeah okay noted well, there you go. I mean, we always talk about TV shows. We do. We almost need a new point of interest here. Well, or maybe just maybe we should have someone from one of our viewers kind of write in about a TV show that we haven't talked about that we should talk about. Mm-hmm. We should. Like you know? Dating Naked? 
Well, no, we've talked about that though. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, <laughs> it's something totally different than something what we're totally talking. different. Yes, that's fair. Yes, okay. absolutely. So. Well, if somebody can send us, um, send us a recommendation. The first one we get, we'll talk about. And if there's a reason why you want us to talk about it, mm-hmm. so yeah. send it to send it to us via Twitter. Yep. So you can reach me at Chris Bevelo on Twitter. You can reach Boyer at Chris Boyer. Jackie's not on Twitter. <laughs> Or if she is, she doesn't know her handle, right? No, I'm not on Twitter, really. No. So either at Chris Boyer or at Chris Bevelo. Mm-hmm. Shoot us your the TV show you'd like us to dissect. We will dissect it. We will try. And tie it back to healthcare marketing somehow. We never do that, though. No, we, we don't. don't even try. We won't try. Yeah, that's a stretch. Cool. All right. All right, then. Well, should we wrap it up? Mm-hmm. think okay. so. Okay. So for Healthcare Marketing Underground, this is Chris Bevelo, Jackie Olson, and Chris Boyer. Thanks for joining. Talk to you next time.